Welcome to Japanese Made Easy, where we use advanced techniques like pattern recognition and contextual learning so you can quickly and easily start speaking Japanese. Hi, this is Greg. Welcome to Japanese Made Easy. If you have any doubts about your ability to learn Japanese, you can set them aside right now. The fact is, your success in the language has nothing to do with whether or not you're good at languages. It all comes down to the methods you use. In these podcasts, we'll be using modern language learning techniques such as contextual learning and pattern recognition, so you don't have to rely on memorizing vocabulary and grammar rules, but can instead start acquiring Japanese naturally, and in a fraction of the time it will otherwise take. And yes, I realize that sounds like a pretty big promise, but stick around and you will see that speaking Japanese really doesn't have to be something you struggle with. If you're a beginner or intermediate speaker, you probably still have trouble with particles. So, we'll be learning them in a way that makes them easy to understand and easy to use when you speak, starting with the ga particle in this very first episode. Finally, we'll cover casual and polite Japanese side by side, so you can speak politely when the situation calls for it, or casually with friends. All you need to do is just follow along and be sure to speak out loud when prompted. Alright, let's jump right in and I'd like you to listen to the following three Japanese words and try to guess what they could possibly mean. Even if you have no experience at all, I bet you'll get them. Pizza Cake Cookie Our native speaker will say them one more time and this time be sure to repeat them out loud. The thing is, learning a language requires participation. If you just passively listen to these podcasts, you won't do too well. So please repeat after the speaker. Pizza Cake Cookie You probably found it easy to understand the meaning of those Japanese words. That's because they are cognates. That is, words that sound very similar between two languages and have the same meaning. So in English we say pizza, but in Japanese it's pizza. Pizza. We say cake. In Japanese it's keiki. Keiki. And in English we'd say cookie or cookies. In Japanese it's just Cookie. And now it's your turn. Finish the following sentences using a word we just learned. Remember to say it out loud. Last night for the party, I bought five pepperoni and mushroom. Pizza. Timmy is seven years old today, so of course there are seven candles on his birthday. Cake. According to the label, this package contains 25 chocolate chip cookie. A quick note on the number of things. In English, we can say one cookie, two cookies, adding an S, but we also say one deer or two deer, one sheep, two sheep. 
In Japanese, word endings don't change when there's more than one. And again, those are cognates. And the good news is, there are hundreds of cognates between Japanese and English. In essence, it means you come into the language already knowing hundreds of useful words. We just need to change the pronunciation a bit. All right, now let's look at a couple purely Japanese words. Repeat after the speaker. ある What does it mean? Well, the best way to learn the meaning is to let your brain figure it out on its own by how it's used in a sentence. This is what we call learning from context and is based on a language acquisition principle called comprehensible input. Let's give it a try. Imagine you and a friend walk to a park and your friend wants to sit down. You notice a park bench, so you bring it to his attention by pointing and saying, Oh, look, over there, a bench. Aru. So you sit down. Then your friend mentions being thirsty, so you look around and you spot a drinking fountain. You want to let your friend know, so you gesture in the general direction and say, Hey, over there, a drinking fountain. Aru. I bet you're getting a feel for the meaning, but let's do one more just in case. At your friend's house, you mention being hungry. Your friend looks in the fridge and says, Hmm, not so much in here, but oh, leftover spaghetti. Aru. Notice I never told you the meaning, but you now have a feel for the word. So, in Japanese, to express that there is something, or more literally, that something exists in a place, we use aru. If you have any experience with Japanese at all, you are likely already familiar with the polite form. As most books and courses start by teaching polite Japanese, while pretty much ignoring casual speech. As I mentioned in the intro, we'll be learning polite and casual speech in these podcasts. Anyway, aru is the dictionary form of the word for existence and is used in casual speech, while arimasu is the mas form which is used in polite speech. Generally speaking, we'll use the mas form with adults we don't know, superiors in the workplace and the elderly, and we'll use the dictionary form with good friends and family members. Let's work with what we have so far. Imagine the following situation. Kenji is at home and mentions that he's hungry. His mom gestures towards the cake on the counter and says, Keiki aru yo. Keiki aru yo. Sounds good, so Kenji has some cake. What we heard there was simply, cake exists. And on the end, yo. In this type of situation, the sentence ending yo is softening the statement or making it sound friendly. Continuing on, Kenji is sitting on the couch in the living room eating some cookie. His brother walks in. Kenji always shares with his brother, so he says, Cookie aru yo. Cookie aru yo. Literally just, cookies exist, with the softening or friendly sounding yo. 
Okay, now you give it a try. With just those two examples, I bet you won't have any trouble. Imagine you get home and the smell of pizza is in the air. How would a family member bring to your attention or mention the fact that there's pizza? Pizza aru yo. Pizza aru yo. Again, literally just pizza exists. A natural English translation could be there's pizza, or we might say we have pizza. If Japanese is the first foreign language you are learning, something to keep in mind is that natural translations are often very different from what is being said literally, and this is why I'll always try to point out both translations. And just to practice, tell a good friend there's cake, literally just cake exists. Keep in mind there is no rule that says exactly when you should or shouldn't use the friendly sounding yo. It's more of a feel thing you'll get used to. One more and we'll move on. Mention to a hungry family member that there are cookies. Before we get into a little more complicated material, let's add a couple of easy cognates that are drinks. Just listen. Cola. Cola. I like Pepsi. Cola. My friend likes Coca. Cola. In Japan, pretty much any brown carbonated drink, such as Pepsi or Coke, is referred to as. Cola. So we'd say cola. In Japanese, it's slightly different. Cola. And a quick note on the pronunciation. Listen carefully, and hopefully you can hear that it's not really a pure L sound. Cola. La. La. It's close to an L, but more similar to a light D sound. Very light, though. Just kind of bounce your tongue off the roof of your mouth, just behind your upper front teeth. Cola. Cola. Okay, next. Coffee. Coffee. When I wake up in the morning, I make a pot of hot coffee. And admittedly, I do like my caffeine, so I usually drink a couple cups of coffee. Throughout the day. So we say coffee, but in Japanese there isn't a pure F sound, and so there is no fi sound. So instead of fi, they go with he. And O's are always long, giving us. Coffee. In English, coffee. In Japanese, coffee. On a hot sunny day, a good friend drops by your place and looks in need of something to drink. He asks for water, but you don't have any. How would you bring up the fact that there's cola? Basically saying, I have cola, or there's cola. Literally, though, cola exists. Cola aru yo. Cola aru yo. Cola aru yo. Okay, one more. At home, you ran out of coffee. 
having bought some while you were out, how would a family member bring up and mention that there's coffee? All right, so far so good. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll get into the ga particle. And now here's your tip of the day from Japanese Made Easy. This is roughly the halfway point of this podcast, and I'd like to share some thoughts about memory. In a nutshell, when learning a new language, here's the trick to developing your long term memory. You start by learning anywhere from three to seven new words. You need to learn them from context and then use them in a sentence or two. So you learn it, then use it. And then here's the key think about something else. Look out the window, for example, and describe what you see. Or go to a website and read about something you're interested in. Do something requiring all of your attention. That, of course, is what I'm making you do at this very moment. The big variable is how long you're able to concentrate on this other task and still retain the information you learned. But even a minute or two will suffice. Then the final step, after that brief timeout, is to try and recall as much as you can of what you just learned. If you're able to, try writing everything out. Otherwise, just say things out loud. So take a moment and ask yourself what were the new words and phrases we've learned so far in this podcast? I'll wait while you find the pause button. So far, by my count, we've learned six new words and one particle Pizza, Cake, Cookie, Coffee, and Cola. We also learned a verb for existence. ある and the friendly sounding よ particle. Okay, let's get into the really fun stuff. Of course, I have no way of knowing what your level is, but I'm going to assume you are either a beginner with limited experience or you have some experience but are still having trouble with particle usage. Particles are often dropped in very casual speech. So, to work with them, we'll need to switch to polite speech for a bit. With that in mind, imagine the following situation You're in Japan and are invited to a get together at the local community center. Some friends are there and a lot of adults that you don't know. So, we're going to want to use polite Japanese with adults we don't really know. The event organizer hands you a cup and brings up the fact that there is coffee on a nearby table, saying, So, you have some coffee. You strike up a conversation with a Japanese person you don't know, and suddenly your stomach growls. Being helpful, the person brings up the fact that pizza exists by pointing to the table and saying, Pizza ga arimasu yo. Pizza ga arimasu yo. We'll break the meaning down literally in just a minute, but with just that, using polite Japanese, how would you bring up the fact that cookies exist, saying essentially, there are cookies? 
クッキーがありますよ。クッキーがありますよ。All of the example sentences we've done so far have had a common theme. Yes, food or drinks was a common theme, but what else? If you recall this line from early on, how would a family member bring to your attention or mention the fact that there's pizza? And this line from the polite example the event organizer hands you a cup and brings up the fact that there's coffee. We'll get back to that point in just a minute. Let's compare the polite longer versions and the casual shorter versions. For example, we just heard the polite Pizza ga arimasu yo. Literally, this is pizza, the ga particle, then arimas, which is the mas form of aru, then the friendly yo. Listen one more time. Pizza ga arimasu yo. Compared to the casual version, Pizza aru yo. Pizza, the ga particle is dropped, but its usage is implied. Then, the dictionary form of exists, which is just aru. Then, yo. We also heard. Literally, coffee, the ga particle, mas form of exists, and yo. Then the casual, coffee, ga is implied but dropped, exists, yo. In every example, whether polite or casual, I was careful to mention the intention behind the words, which was to bring up and point out the fact that something exists that the listener may or may not have been aware of. For example, mentioning or pointing out, there's cake, mentioning or pointing out, we have cookies, mentioning or pointing out the fact that, There's pizza. Whether got was spoken or dropped, there was something else that was in every example, and that was our verb for exists. Aru. Or the more polite mas form, which is. Arimas. So let's give this pattern a name so that you won't be able to mix it up with other particle uses. We'll call this pattern bringing up. And pointing out that something exists with ga aru. Not just ga, but ga aru, which brings us to a very important point. A major reason students struggle with particles is because any given particle can have a wide variety of uses. The particle ni has at least 11 different entries in the particle dictionary that I have. Ga doesn't have that many, but there isn't just one universal usage of it. So today, we are learning just this one specific use of ga. And it's important to master the ability to use it when speaking before moving on.
It's not enough to generally understand it or to get it conceptually. It's really important to practice until you don't have to think about it when you speak. So I'm going to help you with that by including practice audios that you can download at the end of the episode. It's worth repeating one more time. We'll call this pattern bringing up and pointing out that something exists with ga aru. Again, not just ga, but ga aru or ga arimasu. So in the polite versions, we actually say the particle ga, but in very casual speech, particles are often dropped, and so ga is in there grammatically speaking, but it's being dropped. This isn't a rule, it's just a tendency when speech is very casual. Now that you're aware of the pattern, let's try a couple. At a get-together, speaking to an adult that you don't know, and so using polite Japanese, bring up and mention the fact that there is cake. First we heard cake, and then because we are pointing out the cake and bringing the fact that it exists to somebody's attention, we used Then we added yo at the end. Now tell a close friend, there's pizza. Pizza aru yo. Again, literally just pizza, then we didn't hear ga because it's often dropped in very casual speech. This time, no analysis. Politely point out the drinks, in particular the cola on the table. Cola ga arimasu yo. And very casually to a family member, point out the cola. Bring up and point out the existence of something with ga aru in very casual Japanese. In this case, coffee. コーヒーあるよ。コーヒーあるよ。コーヒーがありますよ。コーヒーがありますよ。The ability to do this typically takes years to develop because most courses figure it's just too overwhelming, so it's skipped entirely. But here we are in the first episode using levels of politeness and mastering a usage of the ga particle. So all I can say is, if you're getting this so far, you are making great progress. Okay, that's the end of the episode, and with that, I'd like you to do some speaking homework. As you go about your day, practice very casual and polite versions of bringing things to people's attention and pointing them out with ga aru, or and don't worry about whether or not you know a particular vocabulary word in Japanese. If you want to point out that there's ketchup, for example, it's okay to say the word in English, as in ketchup aru yo, or ketchup ga arimasu yo. We want to concentrate on making the pattern second nature by using it as much as possible throughout the day. So don't worry about the actual vocabulary, just practice the pattern. Also, if you can't read hiragana or katakana yet, 
check out my two-hour hiragana or katakana apps. They are free in the app stores and using context and mnemonics, I promise, will have you reading and remembering all 46 characters in whichever you are learning in just two hours. As I mentioned, I've made a much shorter practice version of this podcast. It has just the exercises without the explanations. So head over to JapaneseMadeEasy.com to grab a copy of those and a full transcript of this podcast. All right, see you in the next episode. This has been another episode of Japanese Made Easy. For additional practice audios and downloads, visit JapaneseMadeEasy.com.